to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Recording this one a little bit close to the wire today. <laughs> it's we, Friday. We are a bit, aren't we? Yeah. Well, like everything else, Steve, we've said um, we're both very busy. And uh, when we're both busy um, independently, it's not quite so easy to get together, is it? Yes. And uh, right. especially with your life at the moment, it's a bit upside down. But um, we get through it. We get and through it. It's all good. All good anyway. It's all good. There's no nothing negative about it. It's all good news. Yeah, yeah. I had an email this morning uh, of a chap that's uh, Darren who loves the podcast, and I replied back saying, "Thanks. I'm really <laughs> glad, you, glad you like the podcast. We're just about to record one because <laughs> we're running a bit <laughs> late this week." Oh <laughs> uh, well, we'll be forgiven. Yeah, yeah. Cisco a bit late, but. Um, How's your week been? You've been busy doing some more work. I have. I have. I've been a really busy week. I can't believe, really, how how busy my life has got now, particularly since we've been doing all different sorts of things. And then, you know, with the, the um, your work as well, we've been um, overlapping on it. And it's very, very interesting. I find it fascinating to do. I love the job I do anyway, but I also love the, the business side of it and the, um, you know, finding new ideas and new things that we can perhaps present to our members. That's a very exciting thing to do mm. for us as well as members, of course. Yeah, that's, that's the part, one of the parts that we really enjoy yeah. is, is thinking how can we uh, give mm. more and and improve um, mm. the the members side of things, the classes and and what even non members, what new classes we can present to them, and what new techniques and what things can we highlight. Um, you know, mm. what, what more can we? I mean, these podcasts are great because it kind of gives us a a running commentary of what's what's going mm. on and what you're mm. up to. Um, but there's there's some other ideas that we've been thinking about, sort of other ways to best serve the students and what new things we can bring to them. So, yeah, I really love those conversations. And it's very easy for us to get in the flow whenever we meet up and chat. The, the ideas, especially three of us with me, you and mum, uh, mm. the ideas just like um, just flow out of us. It's, it's, mm. it's crazy, isn't it? It, it is, uh, but lovely, lovely to do it because we know what we're doing is something that is very positive, something that is um, exciting and uh, will light the fires under a lot of uh, people and thinking, gosh, I really want to do this. Inspirational. And uh, so this is where we get our kicks. And a lot of it is triggered from our members and our students as well, like people, that the emails Abs- that come in, you know. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting to see uh, how much the people's emails and feedback and requests and things like that really have shaped the mm. the site and everything that we're doing. Uh, it, we always listen, even if we can't um, sort of do every idea that's sent to us or every suggestion that's sent to us. You know, um, it triggers something with us mm. and go I think how can we could we do that how can we do mm. that is that something that we could sort for our 
students is that something that more people would be interested in doing you know it it always prompts the conversation so it's as much the ideas are as much from us as they are from members and students i agree i totally agree Mm. so um yeah um so let's let's talk about i think the theme for this week because we have got another colored pencil picture to show everyone the theme for this week will be to sort of um see the similarities between watercolour and coloured pencil, because we were talking about this yesterday, and it, it yes. off, started up quite a good conversation. Um, so let's sort of continue that on, or, or backtrack for people that weren't in the living room yesterday when we were talking about it. <laughs> um, what were you saying about the, the comparisons between watercolour and coloured pencil? Well, when I first started, I didn't have that comparison. I thought, no, this is this is solvent and it's going to be emulsified and and so on. So I didn't expect for it to turn out as it's done. And the last picture, which you're going to show them, was a culmination of all the things that I've been working on. And suddenly it came together and I realised well, this is really a lot of watercolour techniques are being used here, yet it's not a watercolour. It's uh, a pencil picture. So I've taken a little while to get my head around that. But when we were talking yesterday, I was saying that watercolour artists are going to be attracted to this because it's going to give them things that they wouldn't have had and didn't have and, and I never had. Uh, the the uh, access to pencil artists are going to be attracted to it because it's using a pencil and they're familiar with that. Now, if you put those two th- things together, which I've done, you've got a utopian situation as people will look at that picture. When you look at that picture, as you did, I showed you the real life one yesterday and you were blown away with it. And although we can't do that to our members, they can actually see the results of, of, what we are talking about, the precision that you have with the with the pencil, is um, wonderful. You're, 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 you, if you think of it, you can do it. It's that situation. Whereas with the pastel pencil, when I was using it, when you think of it, you can sort of do it. You can do it, but you've got to compromise a little bit. But with the coloured pencil, you don't have to compromise at all. It's, it comes out exactly how you intend it, with a bit of practice. I mean, obviously, you've got to have a, um, you've got to have a bit of uh, experience to be able to do that. But you can work towards it, and people will find they'll work towards it very quickly, especially to pick up the techniques that I've given them. Um, so what we've got then is a picture that's been drawn, but then um, using the solvent kind of turned into a painting mm. you can't look at that as you didn't yesterday you can't look at that in any way and say this is a drawing because it isn't because i've used a solvent um to create the um the blends where really by putting lots lots of colors on uh, in the right sequence and then you can use the solvent carefully painstakingly You've got to be patient with it as well. But you can end up with that result. And I, we're getting excited about that because it's going to attract watercolour artists. It's going to attract pencil artists. 
And people that love detail, it's going to, they're going to love it. People who like impressionism, they're going to love it because a lot of it, as you know, even though it looks detailed, is still an impressionist picture. And when they see me using the solvent and uh, working on the pictures, they'll see that although I infer the detail, it's not really there. Because when you blow it right up, you know, and people will probably do that, it's just a, a mass of little squiggles and blots, blobs, mm. you know. But when you pull away from it, you've got the um, effects of a painting and detail. Mm. So I, I think probably that's summary, summarising it quite well. What specific techniques would you say that you would have picked up by doing watercolour that you've transferred to coloured pencil? Like, is it the ability with the brushes to know mm. how to, mm. to use them? Mm, yeah, absolutely, yes. Uh, that, that's, it's all in that, really, because once you, if you put the pencil on the paper and you drew your lines and your squiggles and then you dip your brush in solvent, that has got to go at a, in a very controlled way on the painting. Otherwise, two things will happen. One is you'll flood it, and if you don't, if you put too much solvent on, it just floods, and of course the colour is responsive immediately, especially with the luminous pencil we're doing. Um, it floods immediately, so you've got to be very, very careful. However, you can be very exact as well because by limiting the amount of solvent you put on your brush, and you take it off with the tissue, which people will see me do, and you're you're just putting the merest merest touch onto the paper and it goes a long long way as well Ooh, one good. one small brushful i mean i use i use quite a few brushes but if you were you imagine the number one brush now that's quite a small brush and if you use that you can use quite an area it will cover on the minimized amount of solvent you're putting on this is the key to it however having said that you've got to be patient because it because you're you're working on a small area, uh, but I've increased the size of the uh, the pictures and uh, a little, and I think that the, even an A4 picture you'll still be able to uh, achieve the same results. So I think this is the key brushwork really. Mm. You you can take from watercolor. Yeah, that's where it comes from. So would it be ad advanced? Advantageous, if that's the word. Um, Advantageous. For people to try watercolour before they try this? No, not necessarily. No, I don't think they would. If, if they're coming from a pastel pencil, if they're an big, absolute beginner, uh, I wouldn't do watercolour anyway, not to start with. Watercolour is hard, very hard. You've got a, con you've got a control factor <laughs> that um, you've got to have a bit of experience and I've seen a lot of watercolour pictures done by very amateur artists, not very good, to be honest. Um, they're better come from pastel pencil. Pastel pencil is the best medium of all to start with because it's forgiving and you can rub it out. You can't rub coloured pencil out, I'm afraid. So if you make a mistake there, you've had it. Mm. Um, Just like watercolour, though, you can sort of, I've seen you emulsify the watercolour and take it off. Can you do that with coloured pencil? No. You, well, you yes, you can. You kind of did with the tree, didn't you? But, but, but you don't want to get that into that sort of habit. I think the habit has got to be, no, 
you can't rub it out. Although, as you'll see, I have done, but it's very hard to get rid of it once you stain the paper. Yeah. As it is with watercolour, watercolour is the same. If you put, you know, put your tree in the wrong place, you can't change it. Because if you try getting rid of it by by wetting it, it just goes everywhere. You just can't you can completely ruin it. Yeah. No, pastel pencils is different because that will erase. So I would think anybody come from pastel pencil background would find uh, if they if they've worked on detail, they'll find it works really well. But the coloured pencil people, if you watch it on the internet, you never see anybody try to erase it. Because mm. it, it won't, it won't even be solvent. You can't do it. It, it. it will come to a certain extent, but it will spoil the picture. Mm. One of the key differences with watercolor and colored pencil you were telling me about yesterday is that you can use your finger with colored pencil, mm. uh, which mm. is a bit of a pastel pencil influence as well. Absolutely. This is why I say I'm, I'm very, very lucky because I've had the experience in all of those mediums, and I, I just naturally do it. I didn't know that I could use my finger. I, I had no idea until about the third time, third picture on. I thought, hang on, this, I wonder if that would work. And I probably instinctively did it without thinking. I thought, oh, hang on, that works. Because I was so used to pastel pencil doing it. But now I've got the, the technique absolutely perfected now. So, But I, you've got to use your finger at the right time. We were talking right. about this yesterday. If you don't, it's going to just smear. So um, when is the right time? The right time to use your finger is when the, um, you've put the second layer on. The first layer goes on and you use a solvent. It looks a bit patchy. And you're, when you first do it, you think, oh, that doesn't look that good. But when you put the second layer on, I'm talking about skies mainly, where you've got or backgrounds, where you've got large areas. And... Then you put the second layer on and think, oh, now this is looking quite good, but not quite smooth enough. Now, when that starts to go off, starts dry. to dry, yeah. if it dries, you can't do it. It's got to go, you've got to get it exactly right. And um, people will find that. It's best to, you can practice this on spare paper before you even begin uh, following my directions and how I, I tell people on the videos. Uh, you know, just at the right time. And then when you use it then, you're using it when it's almost dry, but not quite. And that's when it's, it's per perfection. That's comes when you start using your finger just on the, on, just on the, on the area where it's just starting to dry. You can run your finger over it and smooth out the colour. Mm, you'll know as soon as you touch it. As soon as you touch it, ooh, you, you dislodge. What you're doing is dislodging. This, and you're pushing the solvent in and uh, dislodging it. But if you do it at the right time, you're going over the surface or skipping over the surface. It shouldn't work, Steve. It shouldn't do, but it does. <laughs> no, no, it shouldn't, it shouldn't. If you'd have told me this at the beginning, I said, you can't use your finger. And no, that would take it off. <laughs> so there you are. Uh, oh, it is. Absolutely. It staggered me when I first did it. Yeah. Uh, but now I've got it to, you know, literally, I, I know how to do that now. And it's the same principle with the color shaper same idea you've got to wait for that to dry ish off and then you can use the um, color shaper mainly if you're doing things like clouds are ideal for that color shaper works and i found although i used to use the um gray 
number two. I found the, that's the chisel, but I found the ivory number two chisel is the best. That's worked out the best for me. Interesting. Interesting. Is that because it's just a bit more mm. flexible? Mm. And if you were doing, say, um, I haven't done this yet, so I haven't, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to, on a larger picture, the half inch, sorry, the, the number two color shape, it might be a bit small. Mm. So therefore, I think you could use the number six yeah. ivory color shaper, and that would work as well. What you're doing is just magnifying it. Instead of a small cloud, you're making a big cloud. So therefore, that, and I'm sure that would work equally as well. Yeah. You're manipulating that color just at the point where it can be manipulated before it dries. Mm. And I imagine that the consistency of it is actually, it's a bit more solid. It's a little less... Um, free flowing right. so yeah it makes logical sense to me and you can put more on if, if it didn't work you just you just reapply you've still got to wait though you can't just put it on and straight away you know otherwise it dissolves everything you've still got to be patient this is why i say if you're patient and you're prepared but you can always work on other areas can't you this is what i do mm. how long does do you have to wait would you say can you sit there and watch it and wait Mm, well, I, I, it's it's very difficult to actually say, um, give a time. I've n never timed it. I know when it's ready, you know what I mean? And people will know because they can touch it. And think, I've done a couple of times. I've touched it and thought, oh, that's not ready yet. Not done yet. That isn't, that's not done. <laughs> so you have to wait that little bit longer. You can't really do any major harm because you just wait for it to dry, put more colour on, do the solvent again. You just re repeat what you've done. Um, but there are going to be, I've, I warn people, they are going to have to work on it. But they, once they see what I do, they, they just follow what I do, uh, they'll be able to do it themselves. They'll, they'll find out themselves um, just how much to um or when to use your, your finger when to use a color shaper so let's talk about specifically this picture um it's incredible it's blown me away especially seeing it in person but this is a real step up in terms of detail that you, you would have done before there's so many aspects to this you've got backgrounds mm. foregrounds and it's a real it's really interesting to see all of the aspects of the pastel pencil and the watercolor work come into this, you know, when you see the clouds mm. and, um, and you see the water and the distant hills, I, I'm seeing it's a real blend of your watercolor and pastel pencil experience um, coming to the forefront. The thing that I, I want to start with, because it, it just blew me away and I had to look at it up close, like with my eyes pressed to the paper to sort of see just how much color went into the foreground. Um, mm the foreground foliage grass and, and cliffs and things like that, because it it's just so colorful. There's so many mm. colors in it. Mm. It's amazing. Absolutely. Well, the, the original picture I had, I've had for um, quite, quite a long time in my file. And I looked at it several times thinking, can I do it in pastel pencil? Mm, no, it's going to be a bit tricky. Can I do it in watercolor? Oh, definitely not. No, I can't do it in watercolor. That was a definite no-no. So I thought, well, well, that's going to have to be a shell of it. But I never got rid of it. I thought, one day, maybe, I'll give it a go. 
But having experience with the colour pencils now, I looked at it again. I thought, wow, do you know, this might just work with the colour pencil uh, solvent technique. And it did. And when you think that picture was done from the beginning, I had really no idea how it was going to turn out. But painstakingly went through it. It only take me, it took me, it only took me a couple of days to do. It might surprise you when you look at the, um, but it wasn't very big. That's the thing. Yeah. But every aspect I thought, I mean, I've had experience with, with the skies. I know how to do skies. I know how to do distant hills. The, the pastel pencil techniques come in there. Some of the watercolour, but not really. You couldn't have achieved anything like that with watercolour. You, you could make an attempt at it, but you'd never have the control that I had over it. And then I, I worked from the uh, the background, the sky, then the distant hills, and I had to make each distant hill there slightly fainter as it went back, and you saw that. Mm. Uh, I worked from the back to the front. And then, then the foreground, where the foreground rocks there, they stood out against everything stood out almost three-dimensional. Yeah. Uh, and, and then eventually to the cliff and to the uh, foreground. But all of that was really experience knowing how to do that with both watercolour and pastel pencil mm. uh, when to put it in. But it's the detail, the hardest thing of all, the hardest bit, I had was the water and people will see that on the video you can see me struggling with that that was hard because mm. I had to work on the uh, some of the water as people will see when it goes up against into the sand you've got a mixture of sand and water together yeah. now, how do you do that how do you even how do you even begin to do that do you put the sand on first and the water on top no you, what you do is you put the water in and then you put the sand colour into it. Oh. Really a bit like, remember we, we've talked about this before and people have seen it on skin. When you've got a, a sheer fabric going over skin, you put the sheer fabric in first and you put the skin colours in afterwards. You can't put the skin colours in first and the fabric over the top. Mm. See what I mean? So, again, you experience knew that. comes in. Yeah, that knew, I, you knew that principle. I knew that. Yes, I knew what I had to do there. So you put it all together, really, and this is why it's so exciting, really. But you can produce a picture of that kind with that quality with with coloured pencils. Yeah. I think people aren't going to believe that when they see it. And not until they see it and see me doing it, then they'll believe it. Amazing. I and mean, you believe it because I've told you <laughs> and you believe me. But, yeah. you know, if I was to put that on the internet and say, oh, look, folks, this was done with coloured pencils, you're going to get people going, no, you can't do, you can't do that in coloured pencil. Yeah. Don't be daft, he's pulling our legs. Oh. But the proof of the pudding is when they see it. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for people to see it. I think it is going to blow them away. Um, what's next for you? Are you going to do another coloured pencil picture? Um, oh, Oh gosh, what's next for me? I, I, I've got so much that I want to do and so much lined up to do. But what we're going to do is more colour pencils. Yes, we're going to do some. I'm going to do some experimenting, really, mainly because you and I talked yesterday about um, doing some introduction, 
you know, with a small amount of pencils because some of those colours, uh, some of those uh, pictures I've done have been more well, 30 or so pencils. That's a lot of pencils. So what we're doing now, I'm going to be experimenting with some a, a smaller range of colours yeah. in uh, mainly for people who are just starting out or introduction to the coloured pencil. So I'm doing that. I'm doing more color, more um, shadow pictures. I've got quite a few of those lined up, at least four more that I want to do. And then, um, <clears throat> and of course, we've done, I went back to pastel pencils, the last picture I did, yeah. Last week, this week, I finished it this week, was the pastel pencil picture again. So I've got more of those to do. My goodness. <laughs> there you are. So no shortage of work. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, well, we, we're going to go try with a smaller range, a smaller set of pastel pencils, even though you've said that people can use any colored pencils uh, for this. Um, Absolutely. We're going we're gonna to narrow it down to a smaller a range of colored pencils, the luminance range, just to give people a uh, head start with this mm. and, and it not costing an arm and a leg. We're aware that the Caran pencils do cost a lot and it is a big investment. So by starting mm. out with a small range, um, mm. people can start to learn these techniques and then increase their range as time goes on. You can buy all the pencils individually. So if you get a 12 set or a 20 set, and you have a few colours that you need to get for another picture, then you can just buy those pencils, which we're trying to make If people do want to use Caran we want to try and make it um, as easy as possible for people to get started with the medium and, and the classes without having to mm. fork out a lot of money. Mm. Oh, yes, absolutely. This is a sensible thing to do. You don't want to, there's no point in people buying a 76 box of uh, colored pencils and not being able to do it. What do they do with the colored pencils? Give them to the kids? You know, you can't, you can't. That, that's not the way it's done. The way it's done is the way we've done it. We've experimented, we've found, I've found the techniques and uh, I've mastered those techniques now. So now we can drop back on ourselves and say, okay, we're going to start off with small amount of colors obviously it won't be the same quality it can't be but that doesn't matter it's the techniques that people have got to learn mm. and and they will it'll be simplified pictures and um i'm sure that people will pick up on that i mean the solvent is not expensive and by golly i i, I was surprised how little i've actually used of my bottle that i bought and i've done what a dozen pictures and hardly hardly any solvent at all so it's very economical brilliant that's really good news as well really good okay fantastic well um i look forward to seeing whenever you send me a picture i i go right here we go what's coming up like what am i going to see now because <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah, i know it's right. coming i know it's coming and uh it, it yeah always blows me away so people have to stay tuned each week to see if there's any more pictures and, and do a reveal like, like I get uh, <laughs> when they see it. Um, lovely. Okay. Well, I hope people have found this interesting and that it's sort of highlights some of the similarities uh, between watercolor and pastel pencils and colored pencils as we explore this medium. Um, well, as you explore this medium, we get to learn a little bit more about um, what's required to get the results that you're getting. And I think that is invaluable for people to hear. So I hope that the journey that we're 
the documentation of this journey is helpful for people on the podcast. Uh, I, I'm loving it. It's great for me. <laughs> I get to sit back and just watch That's you work. Great for me as well. Yeah, <laughs> I love it too. I, I love the exploration. This is how I started out when I first had, um, started in, in the watercolour. Um, it, it was it, it was exciting to find and develop my own way of doing it. This is what I've always liked. I, I always like to do my own way. And it's like pastel pencils, exactly the same. I wanted to do it my way. Yeah. And um, I was lucky that people were able to follow what I did. Yeah. But it's probably my background. I, I, was, I was not technical to start with. I never started with any degrees or anything like that. It was just, uh, it is as it is. And if it works out, fine. Yeah. And I always had that principle. I didn't think that I would be able to teach anybody originally because I thought, how can I teach anybody? I haven't got the experience. But you don't need that, really. All you need is um, a sample of what you've done. And then people say, I want to do that. If they do that and want to do that, you say, oh, well, I'll show you how to do it. Simple lesson, isn't it? Simple way of teaching, really. Fantastic. Love it. I love it. All right, then. Okay, well, we'll leave it there for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.